Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. Welcome, my dear listeners. Tonight, my guest is Gil Nelson, playwright and actor extraordinaire, here to talk about the amazing new family stage drama, Blue God, which he directed and which ran for one performance only, July 24th at the Arc Theater in Southeast Washington, D.C. Gil is the CEO of Timeless Entertainment, and you can contact the company at timelessent2 at gmail.com. That's timelessent, the number two, at gmail.com. I see he's on the line. So let me go ahead and bring him on the air. Good evening, Gil. Hey, how you doing, William? Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, man, uh, Blue God has many themes centering around faith. Talk about its themes and why it was uh, so well-received. Well, well, well. The production actually was—I um, mean—it's very relatable. Um, it had a lot of uh, things going on that you know we all go through in reference to uh, sickness and deception, and uh, you know just a lot what the family goes through. But in specific, uh, you know, we dealt with cancer, we did dealt with infidelity, uh, we dealt with. Uh, Marital issues. Marital issues. Uh, it, it covered a lot. It, it covered a lot, and it was uh, put together well, and that's why I think people received it so well. I see her. I see her. Is that your wife back there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's right here, too. Yeah. And plus we had, you know, that was the uh, third production that uh, we've done here in D.C., and Thank God, and we all—they all sold out to capacity. So we're very blessed and happy uh, for the results of that. Excellent, excellent. You know, man, because people are saying you're, you're too modest. You're too modest because people are saying the show surpasses Tyler Perry. I mean, there was a lot of energy and excitement around those shows. So, what what was the key to producing and directing such a, a, a sold out crowd pleaser? Great storyline, and um, the actors, uh, they really did a, a, an excellent job. It made, made it very easy to uh, to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. So I know that uh, you you and your wife write a uh, relationship column, and, and you both act in Blue God. So what advice would you give your characters, Vicky and Dion? <laughs> Uh, open and honest. I'm gonna let her talk about Vicky. <laughs> what would you get? What would you tell Vicky, Pam? No, I would just say be open and honest um, in any relationship, whether it's business or personal. I find that honesty is truly the best policy. And Dion, uh, you know, he he was a little afraid to lose what he had, so I think that's why he kind of held back. But uh, I think if he had to do it all over again, he would 
come clean from the beginning. (laughs) 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 Okay, so while we're on a roll, let's talk about on a subject of relationships. What advice would you guys give to uh, Cameron and uh, Mariah? Wow. Well, you know, um, I think they both kind of deceased each other. And um, I would just tell them to kind of put their cards on the table and, and, you know, just be straightforward with whatever it is. Because at the end, it kind of caused them a lot, you know, caused them a lot. Mm. What do you think, Pam? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in any relationship you should – Definitely know what's important and always put that first. Um, they had a child, and um, it almost it wasn't neglect in a way, but in a you know because they loved the child dearly and um, they would do anything for her. But at the same time, a lot of times we put our careers um, before a lot of that, and we don't realize that. You know, our kids are growing up fast before us, and a lot of time is wasted, and you don't realize, you know, sometimes that they're sick or that they're failing in school or that they're having issues, you know, um, you know, and, like, going to school or with their friends. So sometimes you need to kind of, like, put your family in the forefront and not your job. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had a question about uh, the uh, playwright Marshawn Meters. So, uh, so Gil, how did you meet him? Um, yeah, I was by Coastal for the last six years, and uh, me and Marshawn met in, in Los Angeles. And uh, we put the play up there in Los Angeles, and uh, it was it, it did pretty well there. So, but I met him on another uh, production, and uh, we hit it off, and uh, you know we had a lot of things in common, and and then when Blue Card came about, really liked the production, and uh, so I thought it'd be a good fit for DC. Nice, nice. So, uh, Dill, we got to talk about your wonderful cast. I mean, you got Sheena T. Uh, Marsha Leftwood, Holton, Stacey Tyson, Vernon Martin, among others. So, so talk about how you put together your cast. Um, well, um, a couple of them was uh, in the production, uh, the previous production, uh, like four of them. And everyone else we cast. Marcia, uh she came to the last production and expressed interest in being a part of one. She didn't know she was going to get the phone call that quick. And uh, oh. she's a songstress, and she's she sings all throughout the city. So um, with this production, having uh, needing a songstress like that, I thought she would be a good fit. And um, Sky, the little girl in the production, me and her did a film um, years ago when she was like seven years old, and she kind of blew me away. Then, mm. so when yeah. it came time to cast this another kid, she was the first person I thought of. So uh, we pulled her in, and uh, it, it it just was a good fit. But 
some of them we cast through um, uh, a casting agency, and then the other ones, uh, you know, kind of we kind of knew that they would be a good fit for the production. Hmm. Okay, I think I might get myself in a, a little bit of trouble here. So, Pam, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Now, you're, you're acting in this play with your husband, and he's also directing. I mean, so did you find yourself trying to to be like a, a backseat director? <laughs> yeah, but not on purpose. It was just something that happened. But he's a great director, not to take anything away from him. I'm just kind of more on the bossy side, and I kind of like things the way I like it. So I forgot at times that he was um, the director and that even though he's my husband, I had to follow his lead, which was a good thing. (laughs) But I quit like every day. Every day in practice, I like quit. But <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of tough on her in uh, in rehearsal. <laughs> you know, it's because with, with her being my wife, um, you know, it's a, a little difficult because people would kind of feel uh, that's his wife, and so she really had to do a, a, a great job. What she did. Um, to be able to convince people that she deserved to be in the production because we we gotta we try to make sure that we put on great productions and give people their money's worth and I don't want people to think that just because she was my wife that's how she got the role, you know. So she delivered. So I was a little tough on her more than uh probably the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Which was tough All at right. Home. Yeah, tough at home too. <laughs> so now I know Gil, uh, uh, you're also the producer. Now, producer often faces a lot of challenges. What's some of the challenges and obstacles that you face as uh, producing this show? Uh, well, with this particular show, because um, we had to change uh, the look of the set at intermission. So I had to get more hands involved. Um, And now, since this is not my first time, uh, a lot of it, it it came a little, it was a little smoother, but this time I really got tested because there was a lot going on uh, in reference to tickets and it was a little confusion with uh, the way we handled the uh, will call. So mm. I kind of. Only because we had to add seats to the theater because the show was um, oversold. So, it wasn't mm. oversold. Yeah, it was sold out, so we had to add seats. Right. So right. I think mm. that's where it is. Yeah, it did, because we had to number these seats. That because it was signed seating, so we had to number these extra seats that we added to the theater to uh, accommodate everybody. So it kind of threw me for a loop. Mm. Well, you know, overselling that—that's actually a—that's uh, a good problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't complaining. That's for sure. We ain't complaining. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Gil, so you you mentioned that. Uh, 
Now you've you've done this kind of thing before. This is not your first rodeo. Talk about some of your your past uh, directorial efforts. Um, I directed some things on the film side, uh, some short films, and I co-directed another film. Um, the stage uh, side, I co-directed, and then when we brought these here, I fully directed. So that was a a totally different animal because not only the producer, but the director too. So it was a little, in the beginning, it was, it was, it was tough because I was also in the production, but I didn't have big parts. So I, so I was trying to make sure I was available to kind of help with everything else. And, um, but this particular production was a little tougher because I had a bigger part in the production as an actor, so um, I had to flip, you know, flip my hats around, be this person at that moment and be that person at another moment. And uh, But oh. I had great help. I had great help with my wife, uh, tremendous help, and we got a good team. So um, that helped us out tremendously. So uh, hmm. it was difficult, but it, it, it was a little challenging. Yeah, is it something that you would do again, trying to wear so many hats like that? I like it, actually. <laughs> I like it. I like. I mean, I love acting, but the creativity side of it, and um, you know, acting, it kind of you 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 can do your thing, but you're still kind of in a shell a little um, because the director is directing, and the dialogue is the dialogue. Um, so I kind of be able to spread uh, some of my creative juices, if you will, out a little bit with me directing it also. So yeah. I like that part about it. Hmm. Okay, so uh, now I think that, that you guys are into actually creating and writing some stories. So, uh, Pam, if you come up with any story ideas, uh, any kind of uh, – Ideas for a film or uh, stage shows? Um, well, we're we're now not only doing stage plays, but we started to create and write our own TV shows and um, movies. So right now mm. we have a TV series called Loyal and Trust that we're about to start um, taping. And it should be coming out in 2017. Um, and then we also are going to be working on a film, 1619. And that's um, <clears throat> going to be that's going to be the one. I mean, though you and try, <laughs> it's going to be good. But 1619, that's that's going to be the deal breaker right there. I feel anyway. We've had a couple people speaking over loyal and trust, and um, they feel like that's going to be the deal breaker, but um, they don't know what's coming after that. That's going to be the storm right there. So we're feeling huh. pretty good the two projects that we have coming out. Yeah. Yeah, we got got a few things uh, uh, moving in place. We got another show, actually, uh, that we filmed in Los Angeles, oh, yeah. The Pilot, mm-hmm. uh, called Tug of Love. Oh, yeah. Um that show is ready to go, but we're trying to just, you know, 
pace ourselves and make sure whatever we put out is uh, is the correct timing and stuff for it, not just to do it just because we can. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so uh, you, so you're talking about you have a pilot out there. So talk a little bit about, like, L.A. versus uh, the East Coast. I mean, like, working behind the scenes, working with executives and trying to get a show on the air. What's some of the politics that you have to deal with? Wow. It's, it's definitely who you know. Getting certain mm. meetings and stuff is, is pretty tough, especially for new writers and producers. Um, because the market in Los Angeles is so oversaturated with so much, and some stuff um, they feel isn't ready. Most stuff they feel isn't ready, and some stuff they kind of like, and then some stuff they love. So you got to kind of know where you fit in at. And, and, and when we jumped into the TV side, it's even a little more difficult because now even the shows have to kind of match the sponsorships when you're talking about network television or even um, uh, network television in in particular, because some shows they may love, but their sponsors is whomever they are, and it doesn't match that, so they won't pick your show up. But if you don't know that, you know, it it comes across as you don't really know the business. You didn't do your proper research, so things like that. So it's a lot of more who you know than what you know for sure, And that's why um, I was in Los Angeles to really develop those relationships and learn more about the back end of the business versus uh, being in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very important to know know the back end. So, I mean, talk a little bit more about uh, distribution of either your films and also – the the possible networks that you, you think your your TV shows are going to be on? Well, right now, um, you know, as uh, some people may not know, but one of the, once the, the show is developed, um, they have to get a showrunner attached to it. And that's where the relationships come in with the networks because most networks like dealing with certain showrunners, even though most shows the writers are the showrunners. But when you're new in yeah. the business, they don't trust that. So they kind of assign you a showrunner, if you will. But uh, getting a showrunner that's interested in your show and and, and you guys kind of like-minded on the direction of the show sometimes can be difficult. But um, when we went on that journey as far as TV-wise, I didn't really care what network it was, to be honest. I mean, I like Fox. (laughs) I like Fox because they really promote shows, and even if you don't watch the show, you know what the show, you know it's out there. Um, but um, we had uh, 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 some possible uh, situations with Bounce TV, um, uh, TV One, but you know nothing since anything didn't get inked yet. So I, we didn't put that out there because, you know, until it's done deal, it's, it, it, it isn't anything at that moment. That's how I always look at it. Yeah, exactly. A lot of possibilities, exactly. but until something's done, then, you you know, it's just a, still a possibility, even if they love it. But until 
the ink dries on the contract and the checks are cut, it's just a possibility. <laughs> so, and we'll promote possi- we'll promote possibilities. You know. Yeah, that's a good way to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, uh, so then ahead. I mean, which which medium do you see yourself working more in? Would it be uh, more the stage shows, or would it be more uh, more TV? Well, the, the company was developed to actually um, uh, bridge the gap from, especially people from in Washington D.C., so they won't have to do what I did in reference to moving to Los Angeles to try to catch a break and get this information. So I love the theater because I was trained in it, but film is, is I, I is is will be doing more film than anything. But we've been having an overwhelming response with theater, so we kinda like hold oh, Hold up, we may be on to something. So, so, but you know, we you know we don't try to make any premature uh, decisions. But right now, the focus is film. Um, but this response we've been getting from these stage productions is overwhelming. Uh, yeah, we are blessed. So we didn't expect it to to go like it's been going. Um, because you know, small theater is a tough, tough sale. So to be able to get, oh, yeah. you know, that many people to come out and support on a regular basis uh, and turn people away is 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 not only unheard of, but you know, we 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 just extremely happy about that. Extremely happy. Exactly. About that. So we may we we unsure to answer your question. We unsure. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this out there. Uh, I have a comedian friend. He was he was down in Atlanta somewhere, and every time he goes down to Atlanta, it seems like black folks, anybody over forty five, always say, "Man, you need to hook up with Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is it? You know, is is as good as Tyler Perry?" So, from your perspective, I mean, what is it about Tyler Perry? Because you know, I know he started out with plays and everything, and he built up the movies. And, and what what do you think it is? I mean, what is is he a is he becoming sort of like the standard that that all you know black uh, cinema and black plays are judged against? I mean, and if so, you know why is that? Um, I think people look at his story and um see that he is a success story. He started out, you know, with um nothing. I mean, if that's what you want to call it, nothing, because I think that's what he called it, and now he's like a multi-millionaire, and he does. He reaches out to a lot of up-and-coming artists, I mean, artists that we don't know about until they're actually put in something that he has written or produced or, you know, displayed. So I think people take him and use him as an example of, you know, of the success story. So I think that's why he's always being mentioned when it comes to greatness, when it comes to, you know, acting and film and plays and things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and definitely to back off her, I mean, he's probably the most well known uh um playwright that that a lot of urban uh uh playwrights um identify with. Um, yeah. To be able to be that, that successful and not even be on Broadway is is huge. So Yeah. Um and I think that's why every time someone comes up with a little success, his name gets referenced, you know, uh, because of that. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we're kind of getting near the end here. So, uh, Gil, talk a little bit about uh, when's the next time audiences can see Blue God? Actually, it's funny you ask that because me and Pam was just at dinner uh, speaking on that. Right now, we we maybe have a tentative date for October the 1st, um, so we just got to um, make sure the theater's available and make sure everything lines up. But right now, we normally don't even bring a playback, but that particular production has overwhelming response, so... We're gonna uh, go ahead and try to schedule it again, and uh, the people are. This is one of the ones where they say back by popular demand. This is really back by popular demand. Now the producer just putting the show up again. You know, it's really is no because in Los Angeles it happens all the time. Uh, a play gets put back up, and people say by back by popular demand a lot, and I think kind of misunderstood in my opinion a little bit. So that's why we never really even put another play up uh, the same production. But this particular production, we've been getting a lot of phone calls and a lot of feedback about please bring it back, please bring it back. And this that's just my opinion. That's when I feel like, yeah, it do need to come back by popular demand, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so we're just about wrapped up. So, Pam, I'm going to Put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, so when it, when Blue God does come back, why should audiences go see it? What makes it unique? Because I'm in it now. <laughs> no, it's a great story. Good answer. I mean, I feel like it's a great story. Everybody can relate to it. I mean, even yeah. um, from a lot of people who we talked to that um, went to the play. Um, they were like, oh, my God, I was such and such, you know, oh, my mom was Marcia, oh, I was you, Vicky, you know, my sister is definitely Dana, who was Sonia, and my girlfriend was Sheena, who played um, Mariah. Mariah, so um, it's, it's a relatable play, and I feel like if you come to it, you will definitely be in for a treat, I mean, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you know, you're going to be filled with all type of emotions. I mean, and you're going to have a great time. So that's why I think definitely be a good look for someone to come out and check the show out. Um, We have people who's talking about just they've seen it and they want to see it again. So, you know, when you hear that, um, I feel like that's a good thing. So, yeah, it's definitely people – I mean, we 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 want on we ask for honest opinions, and 
this one, this is this was a really uh we got a really great feedback for this play right here. So I feel like if you come see it you definitely won't be disappointed. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, uh Gil, so um how can fans uh, keep up with your productions online? Um, they can they can follow um follow me on Facebook, uh, Gil Nelson. Uh on Instagram, Gil Nelson D C. Um and uh Gil Nelson on Twitter. Uh, we kinda keep that up to date, but we're gonna um be making a new the website is under construction and we're gonna be making its own Facebook pages and things like that so people can really start following what we got going on. But right now exactly. that's uh how they find out. Great, great. Well, uh Gail and Pam, it's really been a pleasure tonight. Thank, oh, you. thank you. We really appreciate yeah. it. Same here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, y'all have a blessed night. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. And dear listeners, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com. That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com.